Take your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 12. When I first started here many years ago as youth pastor, I came in and there was a, a family that was working with the youth at the church, and uh, Frank and Rose Latham, and some of you know that name. Uh, it's been many years since he's been part of our church, uh, but Frank and Rose really uh, welcomed me in. They took, uh, I was a single young man. They were very kind to me. I remember they had, uh, one memory I have, they took me to Olive Garden, and he said, buy whatever you want. So I got the tour of Italy. That's what it's called. I don't, there's a lot of food, and I ate it all. And he said, how about dessert? I said, oh, man, I'm stuffed. He said, you got to get dessert. So I got dessert, and I ate that, and I went home stuffed. And they were just so kind to me over the years, and uh, especially when I first started. And he passed away this week, too, and he just had a, a, a bout with uh, cancer that I didn't even know. It just kind of happened all of a sudden, I guess. He found out, and, and so he passed away last night. So Frank, Frank was a deacon here for many, number, many years, uh, Frank and Rose. And so if you pray for the, the Latham family, maybe you heard that name float around here from different memories and different things. We used to always do uh, some activities out at their house. They opened their house for the church and different things. And, and so uh, we uh, praise the Lord. He knew the Lord, and he's with the Lord today, Frank Latham. So I just want to let you know about that as well. All right, we're here in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. We finally reached the final chapter and the final verse of the final chapter of Ecclesiastes. And so we're going to look here. Um, and as the author, the preacher, as Ecclesiastes means the preacher, who we believe is Solomon, analyzed life and took this long, hard look at life and tried different things and, and, uh, and dabbled in different things and really put his heart to different things. And he comes to the conclusion of the whole matter, which is, so profound, but yet so simple, where he says in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And in a complicated world that we live in with so many different choices and so many pros and cons, if you use these two guidelines, these two bumpers of life, you'll make some good decisions. If you'll make your decisions based on the fear of God in your life, it, that will reign in your heart. Not the fear of man, not, not caring what man says. What does God think about what you're doing? Use that as a bumper and then keep his commandments, which is broken down by Christ into loving God and with all your heart and loving man as yourself. If you would use those two simple guidelines, we'll make a lot of good decisions. And, and as a young adult, a young person, you'll make the right decisions that you choose, like colleges, and you'll choose mate, and you'll choose uh, all these things. And even in later in life, we'll make good decisions based upon these two bumpers. They'll keep us out of the gutters and on the right path. And so we looked at that last week. And now he leaves us in chapter 12 with verse 14, looking forward to future judgment. Verse 14 says, and this is kind of the why. Why should you fear God? Why should you keep his commandments? Why should you live your life under the sun in, in this way? For, because God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. There is a judgment day coming for the people of God. It's different than the judgment that comes for those who don't know Christ. There are two, I mean, there are other judgments. There's two major judgments we're, we're talking about in the Bible here, and that is the one, the great white throne, where those who are not saved are cast out into the lake of fire for eternity. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about here now the judgment of work by those who are trying to fear God and trying to keep his commandments, he'll bring every work. So everything that people see, every work that people see, he'll bring. And then every secret thing. 
As we look around the room, there's a lot of secret things going on in this room right now. There's a lot of thoughts that we don't know about, secret habits that we don't know about, uh, motivations that I can't judge. Some of you think you're really good at judging motivation, and sometimes maybe we are. But we all do it, don't we? Oh, she's just doing it for that. He's just doing it for that reason. We we judge motivation. Don't guess what? Don't worry about it. (laughs) Because God will bring every secret thing to light. And so those motivations which are secret to us now, we brought to light. Every message that uh, Pastor Yeoman and myself, other men in our church have preached in the flesh, for any other reason other than the glory of God, will be judged at that time. Like those secret things that you, you can't look past and you, you can maybe analyze certain, but you don't know for sure what's my motivation, but God does. And those secret things will be brought to light. And why you do what you do, why you teach Sunday school, why you, why you work on a bus, why you help in the nursery, why you, you know, do things that you do. Why? I don't know, but God does. So everything that people see, every work, and then every secret thing we brought to judgment. So we're going to talk about this judgment here, the final judgment. Take your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to look a little more de- in depth at this judgment outside of the book of Ecclesiastes. We'll come back to Ecclesiastes kind of to wrap it all up at the end. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 breaks down this judgment uh, for us in a little, little more detail. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. We'll start there. Now, if any man build upon the foundation, it's clear before that the foundation is Jesus Christ. So there's no other foundation but Jesus Christ. So this is for people who have trusted Christ as their Savior. There's a foundation there. But if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. We'll talk about this final judgment here. Let's have a word of prayer and ask the Lord to help us. Heavenly Father, as we pause... We pray that you would stir our hearts in such a way that the decisions we make this week would last for eternity. And Lord, I pray that as we look at your word, that you would uh, challenge us, encourage us, and help us see the truth behind each of these words. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's talk about the process of the judgment, first of all. The process. What does it look like? Well... In Romans and here in 1 Corinthians, Corinthians, uh, this is called the judgment seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ. Um, The word, the Greek word is bima. Maybe you've heard that word before, the bima seat, judgment. Uh, Some of you have heard that. Maybe some of that's a brand new term for you, bima seat. Well, back in the day, in the time the Bible was written, the bima seat was a place of judgment, it wasn't a place, it wasn't in the courthouse, it wasn't in the, by the jail cell, it was at the athletic events, 
And so it was a place of judgment where it was a place of reward, where those who had run the race were brought before to receive their crown in the first place, second place, third place. You know, those crowns, just like we would see, we would see at the Olympics coming up this year uh, in, uh, in the summertime in Paris, there's Olympics going on. You'll see it. They'll have them come to a podium. They'll have the highest for the gold and the silver and then the bronze. And they'll, they'll, that's the Bema seat. That's the judgment seat. That's the place of judgment for reward. And so this judgment seat is a judgment of works for reward, not punishment. It's pictured here as a building. He said, if you have a foundation, which is Christ, and you build upon that, uh, as you build upon it. So you're, you're building your life after your decision to trust Christ. You're building this life, uh, and you're building, making decisions. And it's pictured as a building. It's a judgment of your works, what you've done, what you do, your secret works and your outward works. And it's a revealing judgment. I mean, look at the, the words that we see over and over again in this passage in Corinthians. Uh, the word is manifest. Every man's work shall be made manifest. It means to be a, it's going to be, be apparent at that time. It's going to be opened up. Uh, the Bible says the day shall declare it. It means it's going to make it plain. Have you ever had something like you don't understand and someone explained it and all of a sudden it came it was clear? Oh, that's clear. That, now I get it. Yeah, the, the light bulb goes off. Well, at that time, the light bulb is going to go off on all that you've done uh, in service and, and in life uh, for Christ. The light bulb is going to be opened up. So it's a revealing judgment. It's going to be revealed. What sort is it, the Bible says? It's going to be revealed. What kind of sort? What kind or what's the quality of workmanship that, uh, in this work? So both motives and actions will matter at this time. It's a judgment of fire, right? You see that? The fire, I believe the fire is, is indicative of the Word of God. In other places, the Bible talks about the Word of God being fire. That our works, are what we've done with our life, uh, will be judged by what God's Word says. And did my life match what the Bible told me I should be doing? And I believe the Word of God. And later on it says that even if we don't have uh, rewards there, like... you. you, you you won't suffer loss of life, but you'll be saved even as by fire. I'm, I'll be saved by the Word of God. The Word of God is where I know I have salvation. Uh, I search the Scriptures because so I, I think I may have eternal life. The Scriptures tell me. So the Word of God is the fire, I believe, here. And so everything that we do will be piled in this pile, and there's a fire that judges it. Again, I don't know if this is a literal thing, if this is a, uh, you know, imagery, but I know this. There is is a possibility of putting a pile of activities and things and accomplishments there that won't matter for eternity. And there's a possibility of putting a pile of things there that will matter for eternity. And it's my decision that I make day by day, moment by moment, hour by hour, that will determine what happens at this judgment. There is a judgment. And even as we talk about Ecclesiastes, kind of funneling right down the conclusion, fear God and keep his commandments. Why? Because there's a judgment day coming. And so all the decisions that we're making, the direction that we choose, will be judged at that day. And so rewards are given based on what's left over. 
I don't believe this is a, a judgment of our sin. I believe our sins are already judged and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't believe that, that if I had a, a wrong thought or whatever, those things, those things are taken care of. If I had to pay for my own sin there, I, I'd be in trouble. But this is a judgment of works. Did it stand the test of the fire of the Word of God? Did I, do I have anything in my life that matters for eternity? And so I've often pictured this as a big bonfire, like a, uh, like a bps size bonfire, for those of you who know about that going way back. Like a big bonfire of everything that I accomplished and did in my life, you know, since I've known Christ and I piled in this pile, and, and then the fire goes to it, and at the end, that's what I receive. That's kind of how the, the, the Bible reads, that this wood, hay, and stubble will be burned up, and whatever lasts... Whatever is done in obedience to God for his glory with the right motives, and whatever God sees as valuable will be left there and receive as reward for those things. That's the process of the judgment. Let's look lastly at the impact of the judgment. How should this affect us? How should this change how I live my life? Well, number one, or letter A, we should choose our materials pretty wisely. <laughs> materials matter, right? I just did a renovation at my house, and I, I've, I've learned materials matter. What you build with matters in the long run. So we should be choosing our materials wisely and thinking uh, of the judgment day that this will all be judged. So build your house, build your life wisely. Build it upon the Word of God. The foundation is Christ. But use God's Word to build and, and do things in obedience. Fear God and keep His commandments because those things are going to last. Choose our materials wisely. So what you do over the next 24 hours will be piled in a pile. And what you do over the next week will be piled in a pile. That's a sobering thought. What you did in the last 24 hours will be part of that pile. What you accomplished, the decisions you made will be part of that pile. If I'm looking back the last 24 hours, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to burn up. But is there anything that's going to matter for eternity. That's going to stand the test of the fire of God's word. And I, I don't think it has to be big things. In fact, the Bible's pretty clear it doesn't have to be big things. He said, Jesus said, if you give a cup of cold water in my name, right? So it doesn't be like, well, I preached a message and I, and I led this person to the Lord. And I, it doesn't have to be big things. It can be simple obedience. Okay, kids, listen to me. I believe if you obey your parents in the Lord because it's right, that stands to test of fire every time. Every time. I, that's biblical. If, if you as, a, as a, a 10-year-old can concept this and say, I'm going to obey my parents because God wants me to, and I want to obey God, and I want to please God. And if you can grab that, boom, that's right there in the fire. Tomorrow morning when you get up and make your bed because you're trying to glorify God and please your parents, and you're doing that for that reason, if you're doing it because I'm afraid I'm going to get in trouble, or maybe those things don't last. But if you do an obedience to God, that, that's simple. I, I believe, I mean, I, I, don't have, I don't have chapter and verse. I just believe that the word of God is the trial. And so if you do something in obedience to God, in obedience to God's word, with the right heart, then that's going to last. So I think there's opportunity every day for each of us as we get up tomorrow and we spend some time and pray for other people. I believe those things last. Prayer changes things and, and, and prayer makes a difference and, and God wants us to pray. And I think as we pray in a good heart, then those things last. 
as you say a kind word, and as you try to love others and love God, all these things will last. So I think we think of these big things like, well, yeah, if I don't do these big things, nothing will be there in the pile. No, I think it's all the small things we do in obedience for the glory of God. And so I think we get the idea like, I got to do something big. No, just do those little things for God's glory. Whatsoever you do, <laughs> do all for the glory of God. So I think there's opportunity in all that we do to glorify God and have reward for our life and glory. But it is a sobering thought to think of the next 24 hours, what you do will be part of that pile. And what you do the last 24 hours will be part of the pile. So think about that. Choose your material wisely. Second impact it should have on us, this is from Romans 14, verse 10, which says this, But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? The set at naught means to despise or look down at thy brother. For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So I think one of the other impacts is like we should stop judging other people. <laughs> if we believe there's a judgment day coming and God's going to reveal everything and God's going to pull back all the, all, all the fluff and all the wood and the hay and the stubble and all the bad motivations, then why do you have to judge somebody else's motivation? Because God's going to take care of it. And so this, the motive, this is the, the text of Romans. Don't judge. Why are you judging everybody else? Worry about yourself. What's your motivation like? Are you, are you pure in your motivation? I tell you what, if you're worried about somebody else's motivation, your motivation is probably not very pure. And so stop. I'm not, that's not saying that we don't judge people to help them. There, there is a type of judgment in the Bible that's biblical to, to consider one another, to provoke and to love and good works, I mean, to help each other out. But to sit back and judge someone's motive and never do anything to help them, this is part of the, the impact you should have. Like, Kate, that'll be taken care of in eternity. God is going to take care of that, so what about me? And realize you're, choose your materials wisely, stop judging others. And lastly, I think this should impact us in another way. We should find real purpose in life. Knowing that there's a judgment in eternity, that's, I think that's a message of Ecclesiastes. If you look at life under the sun, vanity and vexation of spirit, but he looked all these things and he says, but here's the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, the whole duty of man, for God will bring everything to light. God will judge everything. See, eternity eliminates vanity. There is no vanity when there is eternity. If there is eternity, then everything can have meaning. And so as Solomon looked at life outside under the sun, yeah, all he saw was vanity, but in the end, he's like, but there's a judgment day coming. Eternity, eternity, eternity makes a difference today. And so it does give purpose to your life. Every little thing. I, I believe that those precious seniors that come out on Tuesday and package Bibles, who pray for those Bibles to go into the homes in Quebec, that's purpose, right? That's purpose. Just had another note from a, a, a lady in Quebec, in French. I had to send it to our interpreter. Say, basically saying, like, now that I'm saved, I want the next book. <laughs> like, you know, like, what's next? Right? Uh, do, we have, do we have, of the millions that we send out, do we have millions of responses? No. But God takes care of it, and those things will end up in the fire, and I believe that every person that's come to package Bibles to send them to get the gospel out with the right motivation and the right heart will receive reward for that. I, I just believe it. 
And God is a, a righteous God, and God, is, God sees through those things. And, and as we have eternity in mind, vanity kind of goes away. Because what makes things vain is because they're fleeting and there's nothing lasting. But when you can say that what I do tomorrow, what I do tomorrow will last forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, that gives purpose to tomorrow. And so there's anybody in this entire world that should wake up tomorrow morning and say, I got a purpose, I got a reason to go. It ought to be people that believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior and that you have a home in heaven and that what you do today matters for eternity. That change, it's a game changer. And, and living our life uh, in view of eternity is important. Pastor McLean used to say the, the word alive, talking about youth alive, always living in view of eternity alive. You want to really live, you want to have a life that's alive and, and there's purpose and there's meaning? Always live in view of eternity. And so that's my challenge today. And that's the challenge, I think, of the whole book of Ecclesiastes. If you could narrow it down, it's like, yeah, look around you. Life is not fair. It's not going to be so good on earth. Under the sun there's vanity and vexation of spirit. But if you'll fear God and keep his commandments, there's a judgment day coming and God's going to take care of everything. All things will come to light. Your life is not this meaningless flow from decision to decision. There's purpose in your life because God will take care of all things in eternity. What if Judgment Day was today? What if today we, we could somehow bring all that you've done in your life at this point, pile it right here and light a fire on that? What would be left behind? I think it's something we ought to think about. What has been your focus of your life? Has it been fearing God and keeping His commandments and glorifying Him? What's the focus of your life? Are you committed to living God's way? See, I think often we live our life in the fear of man doing things our way, the opposite of fearing God and keeping His commandments. <laughs> and so we ought to live fearing God, keep His commandments, because God will bring all things to light. And if, if, and if your motives are pure, you're like, bring it on. Bring it on. If your motives are not pure, then the judgment day of Christ, the judgment seat of Christ will not be a, be a, be a sad place. Be a place, there'll be a suffer loss of reward, the Bible talks about, a loss there in Corinthians. And so I think it's sobering. I think it's something we ought to think about. And we've talked all about Ecclesiastes. This is where he leaves us viewing not things under the sun, but eternity. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Solomon is taking us on this journey of under the sun into eternity with Christ. There will be a day where you will stand before God. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior... This will not be a judgment of your sins. It will be a judgment of your motivations and your actions and how you've pleased Him and glorified Him. It's a judgment of reward, not a punishment. But I want to be clear, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Bible says there will be a day that every knee will bow 
and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And if you've never asked Jesus Christ to be your Savior, if you've never given your life to him and, and confessed yourself as a sinner before him and asked him to be your Savior and, and, and God and, and given your life to him, the Bible says eternity for you does not end up with God. You have to pay for your own sins in a place called hell. And I just want to make that clear because that's biblical. And if you ever have any questions about that, any one of our church members should be able to help you know more about Christ. If they can't, they'll get a hold of somebody that can. If you have questions about the Bible, questions about life, questions about sin, questions about all, maybe it's all new to you. But I want to be very clear. According to the Bible, Jesus is the only solution to the problem of sin. Jesus is the only way that there's eternity in heaven. And without him, we have no hope. But for those who do have hope, we do have this judgment. I pray that this judgment of the works of our life will bring encouragement and motivation to us to make decisions based upon the fear of God and keeping his commandments. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God. We're thankful for the truth that you've given to us about this judgment that's coming. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, help us be motivated by that. Help us not to take things lightly. Lord, reveal to us even now with the fire of your word if our motivations are not pure and if our actions are not right and if we're heading down a path that's not pleasing. Lord, reveal that now to us so that we may make corrections and changes in our life. May your word be powerful in our hearts today and this week. In your name we pray.